want to thank everyone for tuning in to an all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio. And thank you for continuing to share the show with your friends and, you know, co-workers, wherever you happen to know and enjoy podcasts. Um, while you're sharing it, if you could give us a five-star review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, uh, Podbean, where our show originates from, anywhere that you can give us a five-star rating would be appreciated. It helps us climb up the metrics and be able to bring more content to you. And if you've always wondered, hey, what do they look like while recording the show? Well, for almost a year now, we have been streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash geek in the city you can interact with uh, fellow listeners you can interact with us you know what we just have a great time every week hanging out and being you know just the nerds that we are we all have a lot of fun we would love you to join us twitch.com forward slash geek in the city as always the podcast will always be free and let's get it started right now why, hello, and welcome to issue 708 of Geek in the City Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Aron Duran. I'm one of your other hosts, Vinarita. And I am your other other host, Cable Hashitani. What's shaking, nerds? I seriously almost forgot my name. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> uh, I, I, I got to. And I'm your other other host. Fuck, who am I? <laughs> Man with the plan. Part of me is like, how can be cable? But the other part of me, the 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 the, the the most active part of my brain is let me finish. Is uh yeah, yeah, no, no, that happens, right? That slight moment of panic every time you're about to say something that you you know, you you definitely know. But what if you forget? In the next millisecond, what if you forget? Yep. That's your anxiety talking. Shut up. I will often forget how to sign my name. Like, literally, I will put the pen down to paper, and my brain will go, like, it it just won't move. That's not anxiety. Uh, But that is something that would give you anxiety. Yes. um, Sometimes I get the yips about, like, normal functions, like swallowing. Mm. Uh, Like, I don't know, like, I'll, I'll feel like there's something caught in my throat, and I can't complete the act of swallowing and then I start to freak out that I like it'll never stop and I'll just be like yes, I don't know like maybe I'll no. maybe I'll die mm-hmm. go on I, yeah. I get I get that way yeah it's, on, it's a thing on the on the how is it that uh, you came to realize this was how you are feeling you must get closer to the mic I was doing a bit oh okay I was like oh no I know I was like oh. yeah no I do the same thing um I also will repeatedly, because I have to wear a CPAP mask, which helps me sleep, which is great. But I will repeatedly, I put it on, I know it's turned on, I've hit the button, I hear it going, it has a ramp up time, even though mine's a silent one. It is. No, I'm just... Okay. Um, Sorry, nothing else. Um, But then my brain will be like, we're not breathing. There's no air. You're going to die. You're going to choke. And I will put my finger under the little seal around the mouth and nose just to hear it go. Because when you break the seal, it goes. Okay, I'm breathing. Two minutes later, there's no air coming in. You're going to die. Shut up, brain. I'm fine. Even though it's been two minutes and you're obviously It's obviously working. And I am (laughs) clearly fucking breathing. I'll go. Yeah. You don't have any of these. 
That is... To say uh, no, it wouldn't be accurate. Um, it is accurate for me to say that my voice is louder in my head than those voices. Hmm. So when I say shut the fuck up, they go, fine. <laughs> Brag. You know which voice I'm hearing a lot again lately? What? The... This is, I'm not trying to make it dark because it's not a suicidal thing, but I guess trigger warning. I don't know. I'm getting a lot again of like, I'll be walking over a bridge and being like, what if I just jumped? Murder spasms. Yeah. It's not or, a desire to end myself. It's just a, what would happen if I just jumped? What would happen if I just yanked the wheel this way while I'm driving down the road I or get going across the, this bridge? The yeah. scooter lately. I'm like, what happens if I just lay it down? Like, if I get up to, like, 50 and then just lay it down, I know what happens. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I know. I, I do, too. <laughs> you know, there and I'll, I'll be out on hikes because the new job has me hiking more. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I'll have, yeah, and I'll have the moment of, like, it's just me and this other person. Yep. They don't know we're together out here. Like, I'm just here doing my own thing, and they're here on their own thing. There's no one around. I could just shove them off this cliff. The... Like, no one would know, and I could just... That's weird. Someone put in the chat um, intrusive thoughts, and that is an accurate description of what these are. They are intrusive, intrusive thoughts. Yeah. A, I a didn't realize people... that's what they were until my uh, therapist was like, or my, maybe my psychiatrist was like, and how long have you been having these kinds of uh, intrusive thoughts? It's like a year ago. Yeah. Oh. Um, I think if I were to ask myself that, I would be like, Forever. I remember being like a kid and like being out with my family, like camping and literally being like, <laughs> like someone could just like murder you out here and, uh, or, or like be out, like enjoying nature with like friends and family and being like, well, what thank if, you. What if we just got nukes like right now? <laughs> like it'd be gone, but like then what? Mm. Would I care? Yeah. Do I care now? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it is always. I should ask anyone in my family if they have these. I think it's just a thing that a lot of people have, and I don't know that it's necessarily hereditary. Um, is that like murder spasms? That term uh, I picked that up from Sarah Dillon. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a Sarah Dillon term because mm-hmm. uh, uh, they used to talk about it on the show. And Greg thinks that's it's wild. Like he thinks that's nuts and doesn't make sense. He doesn't understand it. But Sarah's like, no, it's just, it's just a thing that comes in your brain all the time. It is not common. <laughs> no, it is. Rude. It is not unheard of, but it is not a commonplace thing. Um, clearly, it's like. This is a bad example since we have two out of three people experience <laughs> that. Uh, I bet you we find each other. I was like, maybe it's a common trait amongst, you know, the neuro spicy. I'm sure that there is a, well, that would indicate that I am not neuro, um, neurodivergent. And I'm sure that that is also not true. I'm just undiagnosed. Um, the, uh, the Venn diagram for um, neuroatypical and with intrusive thoughts, and I think probably um, 
the beginnings or the the root of um, multiple personality disorder have some overlap. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I got, when I was a teenager, I got interviewed for that. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes Uh, the voices are very real and they have very distinct personalities in my head. Uh, but this just got weird. Uh, Martin would like to know if if he can call himself neurospicy. I assume yes. because he also has intrusive thoughts. Uh, but I'm going to just go ahead and say, uh, Martin, if you uh, are all of all of your friends are neurospicy, but you think you're not, uh, you're wrong. Yeah, or get get like clinically diagnosed. That's what the, but that's what the internet has told me. Oh, and, uh, yeah, and, and we're going to go with that. And it's never wrong. Uh, also, I even have. Okay, it's going to get even worse. Oh boy. Like a few weeks ago, I was sitting at home, like in my apartment, like watching a movie, just chilling. Like you do. Yeah. And I, because, you know, you guys know I have a couple of rifles and I have a handgun and stuff. I've had them for a while. No, no. Again, not suicidal. Just what would happen if I just shot myself in the leg? Would it go through the floor? Would it go through the wall? What if I picked a place that I know it won't kill me, but what is it? What would it do? Nope, those are normal. <laughs> and, are, and are, are they? Because it's not about hurting yourself. No, it's just Correct. like a like like what if? What would that look like? What would the outcome be? Uh, and that's the same thing. Would it cost me my deposit? Would they kick me out? Because I could just say no. I was cleaning it. And it went off. I'm a shitty gun owner. Anyone who knows me, I don't know like, that you. I don't know that anyone ever gets kicked out of their apartment for like accidental discharge, but. I, I, I couldn't I, say for sure. I don't know. I don't need to test that. Dude. He would definitely end up on a list. Mm. Yeah. Also, judging by what's going on in my apartment, fucking no one gets kicked out for anything ever <laughs> at any time. Uh, also, uh, Kevin said that uh, it's it's the, the call of the void or uh, en français, l'appel du vide. Mm, I think call of the void is a spell in D&D also. Feels like it feels like, yeah. Anyway, I should learn that. Uh, this is what we're doing on the show is creepy shit. (laughs) This isn't organized, this isn't creepy shit. This is mental health, Uh, and and mental health is not creepy, it's not weird. It can be, it can be. However, we are also supposed to be able to talk about this again. I say this as the one person in the room with a bunch of undiagnosed things. And I'm not currently going to therapy. So, hey, me neither. I should get on that. Although, speaking of horror movies and like mental issues and mm-hmm. you know pills or whatever, I just read something today about Silence of the Lambs. It's fascinating. Ooh, do Go tell. On. So Hannibal Lecter is a psychologist. You know, mm-hmm. Everyone knows that. And he talked that first meeting with Clarice. You know, I killed the census. Take a you know liver, fava beans, and Chianti. Mm-hmm. All that shit. Mm-hmm. I just saw them start breaking down. They're like, this had to be intentional. So when this movie came out, and technically, if you were to take the era when Hannibal Lecter was eating people, sure, he talks about being on various antipsychotic pills. At least in the book, he mentions it and stuff. And it, it, not SSRI inhibitors. It's a different one that they don't use anymore because of the dietary restrictions you have to stick to. Because if you eat certain foods, it completely negates this medicine. The the three on the list that are like major no-nos mm-hmm. ever. Grapefruit. 
No, no, that's that's SSRIs. Mm, okay. That's Wellbutrin. Yep. Also, uh, oral contraceptives. No, I don't worry. I about thought that. it was. I thought it was several, but anyway, no. so continue. I got snipped. I literally will never worry about that. Well, you don't take oral contraceptives anyway, so no, I would. You never, anyway. you never did. They don't make them for men. Like that's a whole other conversation. They do, just they won't test them off anyway. That's a whole other thing. Tell your story. Um. So the three items that you're. So they mention like like groups, but there are three specific items they call out by name. One is liver. The other one, it just says legumes, but in parentheses, it says specifically fava beans. Okay. It says red wine, and then in parentheses on the actual list, it says especially Chianti. Hmm. So, so the, specific. I, and uh, you probably said, and I've already lost it, what medication? I, he was on antipsychotic. He was on antipsychotic that I guess they don't prescribe anymore because mm. it has so many dietary restrictions. They're like, it's not worth it. Oh, yeah. So um, that, that sounds like it was on purpose for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was just neat. That's all. Uh, I I love the, the cinematic um, history of uh, Hannibal Lecter in that he's appeared in more movies and has had two different actors play him. Uh, if you want to get crazy, technically three. Really? What was the third? Um, Who was I, the third? I do believe there was an early, early, early 80s version of Red Dragon. That is correct. There Man is Hunter. a very early... Manhunter. That's Red Dragon. That, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah. There's Manhunter and... Oh, that's no, right. I'm also talking about That Max is Mickelson. the third. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot about how someone else played him after Sir Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, who, but it's a prequel, technically. Right. Who yeah. who did that? Mads Mikkelsen. Mads. Oh, that was Mads. Okay. Yeah. The show? Oh, right. The show Hannibal. Right. right. Yeah. I right. love that show. Well, well I, past tense, I never finished it. At some point, I, I just sort of like petered out. I haven't either. Um, yeah, Manhunter has um, Brian. Um, fuck, what is his name? It's not... It's not... Uh, Brian, Brian Cox. Cox. Oh. That's right, yeah. Brian Cox plays Hannibal Lecter. And stars William Peterson of uh, CSI Las Vegas. Brian Cox, I feel like he makes a great Hannibal Lecter. He did. Yeah. Have you seen Manhunter? No, I've never seen it. It's really good. And then it has this guy, Tom Noonan, as the the fucking giant. He's familiar. He's the actual killer in the movie because again, Hannibal Lecter is already in prison. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. So it, and he he's a very sweet looking man, and and he he's plays very normal people from time to time. But when you catch him in a horror movie, you're like, oh no, oh no, I remember you. I know who you are. Right. Uh, does he just have like a body that lends itself well to He's horror? just fucking tall. And when you put him against other people in a horror movie, it's like, <coughs> no, you're tall. Clearly you're the bad guy. Or you're the killer. Something is yeah. going to go horribly, horribly wrong. Interesting. I mean, that's largely what was the scariest thing about uh, uh, Angus Grimm in Phantasm is the fuck that, like, he was called the fucking tall the man. Tall man. That, that was that's fucking weird. All looking. he's doing, he's just tall and he walks really funny. Yeah. <laughs> he's just unsettling. And it's apparently was the loveliest human being on the planet. Oh, okay. Entirely charming. 
would have done continued to do those movies for free. Yeah, that's what he I heard too. He loved the fact that it gave him an audience mm-hmm. and it gave him fans, and they were always kind and welcoming. And they were, we love the tall man. The Phantasm is great. And he Horror was fans like, are the best. They really are. They really are. They watch the most horrific things and they are like the kindest fandom. You never hear about horror fans like cyber bullying an actor. Not that I've ever recalled. Like and review bombing and Yeah. Partially because I think the rest of the fandom just pounces on them. Yeah. I mean, think about how rabid people are for Jason Voorhees and then how many people have played Jason Voorhees. Lots. No I mean, Kane Hodder gets all the credit. I get it. Sure. He did it the most. But no one gives all the other actors shit. You're not the real Jason Voorhees. You're not the real Michael Myers. You're not the real Leatherface. Like, I feel like the only time there might be a pushback on that, well, there was. A, with what's-his-name is Pinhead, when he wasn't playing Pinhead anymore. Yes, but that was... hmm. It wasn't a fan backlash. It was just they asked a new guy, and you're like, you just don't have the... But he has a charisma that you need to play Pinhead. Doug Bradley is will forever be Pinhead. Yeah. Um, but the the latest iteration of Pinhead was great. Oh, and that's a whole different thing, though. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about the other. They made the like other three guy. movies after. Right after Doug Bradley. Because there's like that. ten Hellraiser movies before that. The 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 reboot with the with the lady, which was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So when when do they replace the original Hellraiser? With... I think it's like Hellraiser Five, mm. Inferno, maybe? maybe. I don't. There's so many Hellraiser. I quit after three. There's nine. There are nine of <laughs> them. Um, that's ten. There ten, are ten, ten of them. Ten. Gross. And just a reminder again. Well, no, there are two exceptions that prove the rule that if you take your horror icon to space, you're done. One, of course, being Jason X. Jason X, which is a fantastic Friday the 13th movie. I don't care what he says. Well, it's a fun Friday the 13th yeah, movie. That's all I Fan- want from Friday the 13th. Fantastic feels a little. Okay, you know what? You're right. Because you know what? There isn't a single fantastic Friday the 13th movie. Mm. There is not. There is not. <laughs> and the other exception, of course, being Leprechaun in Space. <laughs> yeah, see? Right there, Leprechaun yep. 4. Leprechaun 4. Followed up, I believe, by Leprechaun in the Hood, and then Leprechaun in the Hood Two. No, 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 I, no. I think we've talked about this before, and it's uh, in in the Hood, in space, and then back to the Hood. Back to the Hood. Yeah, that needed to cross over with Bones when Snoop Dogg tried to create a horror icon. Bones. I worked at Sam Goody when that movie came out, and back in the day when you answered the phone. You had to say, like, thank you for calling Sam Goody. We have, and you had to mention, like, a new album or a new movie or whatever. And we, Prime and I would answer, thank you for calling Sam Goody and watching Square Mall. We got Snoop Dogg's Bones on DVD. <laughs> That's a new one. The, the one you always uh, tell, uh, at least when I'm in the room, is uh, oh Cunning God. Stunts. Cunning Stunts. <laughs> uh, real quick. You were right. It's Leprechaun 4 is in space and then in in the hood and then back to the hood. Yeah. Uh, my apologies. That's all right. Oh, yeah, the Metallica. I got so lucky on that one. I don't think I've ever told it on the air. It's really quick. I, mean, I can probably, tell. but go for it. So, again, had to answer the phone, whatever. And Metallica uh-huh. put out something called, see, Cunning Stunts. If you get it wrong on this air, it's okay. I know, but it, it messes with the story. 
So that's what I used to answer it with just to throw people off. And I get, I, you know, pick up one day, it's kind of early. And I was like, Hey, thank you for calling Sam Goody, Washington square where we have stunning cunts. And I went, and I just froze up and I will never forget this. The sweetest old lady says, Oh no, that's okay. I already have one of those, but I'm asking about something else. And I'm like, Oh, I start laughing. I was like, ma'am, you are the best. I mean, I goals. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I hope to be that uh, that clever and she with it, and it. also cool about you know dumb shit like that when I'm that old. Yeah, so got lucky there, man. Leprechaun talk. <laughs> well, that's actually a perfect segue because we true. did not start talking about horror movies, but we wanted to be talking about horror movies tonight. We want to talk about spooky stuff in general. Spooky yes. stuff, yeah. so, horror movies that are on our minds. Yes, for sure. Uh, so. We were in Seattle earlier this year, and we went May. Thank you, Mm -hmm. and we went to the Museum of Pop Culture, uh, or MoPop. Why do you say it like that? I don't know. It's weird to me when people rename things. Oh, and I also used to live there, and now it's called something different. Now that I'm not there, the same way they renamed Fort Lewis uh, in Washington, and I'm just like, "Mm." I'm just being indignant (laughs) about it. It doesn't. It means nothing. That's fine. Okay. Um, it, it, it was called EMP, which was the Experience Music Project. And, and, and that was not a good title and anymore. And it has gone far beyond the scope of that. No, no. Again, I, I don't actually have any feelings about it. It just It's just a thing that I do. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't control it, apparently. Uh, Mopop is, a, is actually a better name. Sure. Um, it, yep. Well, now that we're done with my dumb knee-jerk reactions, uh-huh. we were at the Mopop earlier yes. this year, May, and... Uh, they continue to have their clip reel of the hundred movies to see, hundred horror movies to see before you die inside their fantastic horror exhibits. I love right, horror. because part of their permanent exhibits are fantasy, sci-fi, and horror. Mm-hmm. And I remember have... horror at first when they did it. I don't remember it being considered a permanent one. Maybe it just was so popular they kept it. All three of them were meant to be temporary. Yeah. Okay. The science fiction stayed first. Right. And then when they built in the horror, it's like, yeah, this will be temporary. No, it's not. Um, and then fantasy was the kind of the surprise, too, that they're like, oh, I guess we're just keeping this one, too. Yeah. Fuck it. Um, anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah, while we were there. Um, and so not for the first time, I said to myself, 100, movies you, 100 horror movies you should see before you die. I would like to go through that list. I've seen a lot of them already, and the ones that I've seen... I agree. Definitely top-notch horror films. Uh, And so uh, it's been on my mind, and now we're getting into spooky season. I would like to, this year, uh, go through the list of 100 horror films to see, uh, according to Mopop, before you die. Um, And so, but now there's all these, like, different elements that we have to discuss, especially if you guys are going to go along on this ride with me. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and listeners, obviously, you as well. Um. 100 movies is a lot to see. It's actually like 104 or something. It is like 104. The the um, numbers 101 through 104 are clearly the most recent mm-hmm. uh, additions to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have anything past 20, uh, 2017 at this point, but I'm sure that will change. Yeah, uh, but this is probably where that was made. Mm-hmm. They're probably like in hot debate right now right. about those things. <laughs> um, so 
I have all of these questions, like, should I watch them in a particular order? Uh, If I've seen it already, should I skip it, watch it again? Should I prioritize movies I haven't seen, but still have intention to watch the ones I've already seen previously, especially if it's been a long time since I saw them, right? See, and for me, that uh, when asking that question of like, should I watch this again? It does come down to when was the last time I watched it? Mm, Exactly. Yeah. Like if it's, I watched that last Tuesday. I don't need to watch that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's weird to say, but some of the horror movies on this list are like comfort movies for me. Yeah. I don't, everyone who knows me knows. I don't ever need to, for any kind of scholarly or podcast reasons, revisit any fucking Sam Raimi horror movie. <laughs> but, I, but they're my comfort films. So. Yeah. But there are also movies on this list that, like, we have talked about over the years as, like, being some of the best horror films we have have seen in a long time. And yet I haven't seen them since they came out. Right. So, like, there's there's a lot of elements, right? Um, Like, I'm trying to think here. Looking at the more modern ones, uh, The Witch, uh, obviously, I've seen a handful of times. Uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Um, but uh, films like A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, I remember, like, I, to date, if anyone asked me, like, what are some of the best movie, like modern horror films, I would put that on the list. I yeah. feel like we but watched it specifically for the show once. We did. When it came out. Oh, we did it for, we did. yeah. When there was a Women of Horror Month. Women in Horror Month. Yes, that's right. Um, um, let's see here. There's there's a couple on here where I'm like, The Orphanage, I've seen that a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's my mom, one of my mom's favorite movies. Yeah. So, like, like I, I don't feel compelled to watch The Descent again anytime soon. I've seen it a, a handful of times, and so good. I know it's good. <laughs> like I can give, like Shaun of the Dead. Don't need to like. Don't need to watch it for the purposes of this list. I own the fucking movie. I've seen it. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Same comfort um, comfort movie. Yeah, comfort food movie. Uh, for sure. Um, and then some of these are films that I love, but maybe haven't seen since I was a kid. Uh, actually, that's not true in, in the last year or so. I have rewatched some of these uh, for the first time in a long time, mm-hmm. such as Candyman. Dracula has been really popular in our social circle for the last couple of years. Yep. Silence of the Lambs uh, is always a good time. Misery, I've seen a ton of times. See, and, and so- that, that will be on that other list for me. Yeah, I was going to say, do we do that now, or what do we... Yeah, I mean... Go for it. I'm trying to think how to organize this. Like, I'm trying to think... I'm scrolling kind of backwards in time now here on their... Because they do it chronologically. They don't... They don't... They don't... It's not a... It's not a ranked list. It's not a ranked list. No, it's... And I'm realizing that I have to go to 1965 before I don't necessarily... That before I haven't seen certain ones. What's the oldest movie on the list that you've seen? All right. So I'm scrolling back right now. 1910 Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, again, I know I've talked about this before, but I was in a reader, like a, like a summer into autumn reading program in Susanville mm-hmm. in the library. And we read the illustrated versions of Dracula Frankenstein and the Invisible Man. And whenever the librarians could, they always looked for the earliest adaptation to show us of how it started. That's why at like fucking eight years old, I saw Nosferatu, which when you're eight, that leaves an impression. Mm. That's how I saw the Edison. And it's, there's not a lot to watch on it. It's pretty messed up, but the Frankenstein. Um, So yeah, it's, it's Edison's 
the Kinetogram Frankenstein is the oldest one. Uh, what about you, Cable? What's the oldest movie on this list that you've seen? Uh, the oldest movie on this list is The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Well, what year is that? 1920. Oh, nice. Uh, for a while, I was... Uh, this was actually um, in the first couple of years that I'd moved into the gallery back in 2005, 2006, um, and had a Netflix account that was Discs. So I was going through a bunch of old movies, silent movies, black and white movies. I watched, I think, uh, a dozen pictures. Um, and I'm like, I need to watch Caligari, and I need to watch um, Nosferatu, and I need to watch Metropolis. Um, uh, of the two, Caligari and Nosferatu, I loved uh, Caligari. Uh, Kevin says that the Clinton Street Theater is going to be playing Cabinet of Dr. Caligari with a live band in October. Ooh. And that's pretty exciting because I had to miss the uh, the Nosferatu with the organist uh, last year. Yeah, I've seen that before at the Hollywood. And then the Alberta yeah. Rose Theater will be playing Nosferatu with a uh, live band. Okay, I got to keep these on my so, radar. Send me links. Um, so the oldest one I've seen on this list, uh, and it's by a wide margin, like the next one after that is not for a while, is 1932 Freaks. Okay. Wait, you've never seen the Karloff Frankenstein? Mm-mm. Or Dracula? Mm-mm. Uh, I haven't no, either. wait, which is, uh, hold on, let me. 1931 is Dracula. Which is the one that you loaned me? You loaned me a Dracula movie. Uh, it's got the Spanish version also. Then that's that one. Okay. Um, the nineteen thirty one Universal Dracula. That's what I loaned you then. Okay, cool. Then that's the oldest one I've ever seen mm-hmm. uh, by another year. But then you've also seen Freaks. Yes. All right. Uh, I was. Huh. This is. I was in Mosul, and I was hanging out Mosul, Iraq. Yes. Um, and I was hanging out in my bunk area with my my friend slash roommate and i don't ask me what the conversation was but i did the one of us one of us and uh up until that point in my early 20s i only knew it as a simpsons reference Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh she like sussed out that i had never seen that movie that it's originally from and she's like we gotta watch it uh and we did and it is great so I just noticed something on their list mm-hmm. for their Dracula. It's the span. It's the Spanish. The Mexican. Oh yeah, look, those are even, those are Spanish names. Even when you click on the IMDb link, it goes to. I wonder if that was an accident or intentional because I would agree. Although I would put Legosi's on here too. Mm-hmm. Well, these are the ones you have to see before you die. Maybe they're assuming fucking everyone has seen Dracula. I haven't. The Legosi I, one? I haven't seen it. Maybe the classic Universal. Um, that's not true. I've seen um, Creature from the Black, Black Lagoon. Anytime folks want to come over, I have them all on Blu-ray, and they're beautiful. Okay. Uh, the, on, the only weak part to the Spanish-language Dracula is their Dracula. Uh, Carlos Villadas, he just doesn't have Legosi's charisma. Mm. He just doesn't. Like, Legosi, it's, it's like they said in Ed Wood. It is all about the eyes and the hands, and you must be Hungarian. I mean, it's, <laughs> um, but everything else about it is better. It's it has camera movement. It has it's the same sets, but they filmed at night. Mm-hmm. Um, and it 
it's a it's a long time ago, so this is still kind of weird to say, but um, it is hard to take your eyes off of Lupita Tovar. <laughs> she's just fucking gorgeous, and she's very good in the movie, and she's just beautiful. Um, it was very scandalous because she wore a sheer nightgown. <laughs> it was not shown in the U.S., but in Mexico it was like, so she's wearing a sheer nightgown sometimes. Um. She hung in there too, 1910 to 2016. Anyway, that was a little rant there. Um, uh, what was the other uh, question on your list? Um, well, Not popular one. Uh, never yeah, seen. What are what are ones that you would think that are on this list that people have gone? Oh yeah, everyone's seen that, and you go, nope. All right. Like you're at parties and it's the one that causes the needle scratch on the back. <laughs> Conversation uh, stops. All right. So let's see here. I'd have to skim oh, it a little more. Yeah, I'm gonna screen up by it usually involves modern stuff, so I will no uh, no 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 no. Uh, some is, of these on this list I have seen and I don't like them. Is Psycho considered one of those movies that everyone's seen? Or is um, it just sort of like everyone knows about it? It's referenced a lot. I knew. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, I knew about Psycho before I saw Psycho. I, I knew, like, I had watched some other program about horror movies with my parents. Mm-hmm. And, like, a year or two later, I was at a friend's house and they had rented Psycho because it was new on VHS. And they're like, oh, yeah. The, the parents are like, yeah, you've got to watch right. this. And it was showing the kids. The kids who were my age had not seen it. So I did the booga booga to my friend <laughs> right as um, the reveal happens in Psycho. And he. Wait, the, the shower reveal or, not the, the, shower or reveal, the mother reveal? The mother reveal. Okay. And so he yelped, screamed, jumped from his sitting position on the couch and then proceeded to beat the crap out of me. <laughs> I mean, violence is rarely the answer, but. You might have deserved a slight. Oh, it was allowed. It was 100% deserved, and I took it uh, smiling all the while and laughing. So I didn't see Psycho until I was probably like 13 or 14. Yeah. Everyone knows the reference. What I can tell you, though, is when I was a kid, I was terrified, especially in the video store. You see it a lot. I was terrified of anything that had Anthony Perkins on it. He just freaked me out. Because he was creepy. Yeah. He was apparently like one of the kindest men like you could ever know. Well, yeah. Uh, and he was so good in Psycho, it kind of ruined his career. I, I think that that is that seems to be the characterization of damn near every leading man in horror in a certain two-decade period. Like yeah. Vincent Price, Peter Cushing, uh, Anthony Perkins, uh, Christopher Lee, all of these guys. You talk to them, it's like, oh, yeah, they're sweet. They do this. They do that. They're lovely people. Have you ever heard Ian McKellen say that what happened the very first day he met Christopher Lee on the set of Lord of the Rings? I have. He just just goes to him and says, like, Christopher Lee's like, I read the Lord of the Rings once every year. And I feel like I was always meant to play Gandalf the Grey. (laughs) And then they were friends. He just had to get it out, being like, you're a great actor, but I've always envisioned me doing this part. But okay. Interesting. Uh, but yeah. I, the, the, I, but I also used to run away from from when I was a kid. I was I was terrified of The Incredible Hulk on TV. Mm. 
I could see pictures of Lou Ferrigno, not in makeup and be fine. But if I saw what's his name, who plays Banner? Bill Bixby? Bill Bixby. He could show up in Good Morning America or do a PSA. And my mom's like, Mijo, you would run from the room screaming. Because you were convinced he would become the Hulk. And the Hulk terrified you. That's so weird. Yeah. Um, I have my movie now. I just looked at it. So you've never seen Psycho? No. Okay. But I'm like, I don't know. Is that that one that's like super popular? Where people would be surprised if someone hasn't seen it? Psycho is the movie. Old people, yes. Mm, Okay. Uh, I mean, film nerds love it. Psycho is that movie, I think. One of its review, I think when Roger Ebert was doing his, because he would do breakdowns of his favorite horror films. Mm-hmm. And he remembers talking about it. Um, he talks about after they, after they, spoilers, they kill Janet Lee, who is like the biggest name in that movie. Yeah. She's a huge star when this movie comes out and they kill her almost immediately. Yeah. Um, Ebert had this thing as like, it's that moment where the film is telling the audience, whether you realize it or not, you are in the hands of a madman. You cannot trust Hitchcock. He just broke the cardinal rule of cinema to date. He killed the lead. Mm-hmm. He killed the most popular, you know, character. You know, the most popular actor in the film. Um, it's just hard to watch certain Hitchcock now, knowing just how. I mean, I always knew he was kind of like a turd, but like how much he abused the women on his set. Right. Um. Uh, I've never seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I think is definitely one that everyone's seen, right? I Uh, didn't see it when I was a kid. I saw it it for the first time as an adult. I'm noticing that like Mm -hmm. right around like 1973, Mm -hmm. I've seen almost all of them. And it's a bit of a coin toss, whether I saw it like as a kid or much more recently. But I've been filling the gaps in uh, over the years, right? Like... Exorcist, Jaws, Carrie. I saw those as a kid, but Suspiria, never seen it until a couple years ago. I wanted to watch it before I watched the remake. See, and I saw that as a teenager, and I like I need to rewatch the original because I'm like, well, I want to watch this because I thought there were going to be girls and boobs. And boob, and, yeah, and, and this is weird. When you're a certain age and you're into horror, but you're also starting to discover, you know, girls and stuff and whatever. Like all those Dario Argento, when you see the VHS covers, you're like, oh man, that's this... gonna be hot. And they're yeah. Italian, so you know they, yep. don't, they don't care about nudity, man. But then you watch them, and you're like, I not... don't know what's going it's... on. Also, it's it's not really hot. Like it's not like eighty slashers where like kids take kids whatever. Yeah, take the, their the clothes teenagers. off, and they're like, mm, we're gonna have sex. Like there's right. and there's... then and then the then the actress with like the obviously fake boobs is running topless through and, the like, in their thirties. Yeah, yeah. Um, like that was all just kind of like cheesecake, and it was fun. You got to see boobs, but whatever. And even though it would maybe end in a killing, you never felt dirty, right? Watching it, but you'd see like how Argento mixes sex, nudity, and violence, and you're like, this is. It's like my, I, my fourteen year old brain just I don't I don't really process this. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I like Suspiria is one that I want to go back and revisit. Like I have a copy of the remake that, like I still have not watched it because I want to rewatch Argento's and get in that headspace. Yeah. And I understand now. Like I, I have a much better understanding of psychological horror now than I did when I was sixteen years old. Yeah working at a video store where I had access to this all the time. Yeah. 
And then this makes me a bad horror fan, but Suspiria, all right, here it comes. Suspiria is the only Goblin soundtrack I like. Hmm. I do not like Goblin. Yeah, and fine. I have tried over and over and over again. I'm like, nope, I don't, I don't like I, them. I don't think you're hurting the feelings of anyone in this room. Nope. Um, oh, how about Hostel? Hostel was really popular back in the day, right? Yeah, yeah, I I didn't watch it until later because by then I was already burned out on torture porn. Mm-hmm. And I was really burned out on Eli Roth. I was just... Uh, what else has Eli Roth done? Uh, did he do The Cabin? I don't know. It, it's funny. Cabin Fever. Yeah. I don't really like his films. Which I also haven't seen. But what I do like it is, I like he did it for Shudder. When he did like the fifty most iconic horror movies of all time, mm-hmm. then interviewed people for it, and I was like, "Okay, the dude, the guy knows horror the same way like Tarantino knows like kung fu and black exploitation, yeah, but without being pandering about it, yeah." Like Eli Roth was legit excited to talk to like his horror icons. Yeah, I like Eli Roth. I don't, I don't care about Hostel, and I don't care about that genre of horror yeah. like i i watched all of saw and i still want that time back <laughs> uh, saw is on this list yeah, yeah I, I know i saw the first saw and i was impressed by it because when i saw it that movie had never been made before and i was right. conscious of the fact of like this is a genre shift also, I had no desire to see any more. Yeah. I was like, okay, you shocked me. You did it. And, see, and that puts us in the minority, right? Because they've got like seven Saw movies now. They have so many. Yeah. There's one more than that because the most recent one was with Chris Rock. Spiral. Yeah. And they just released a trailer for a new one. Yeah. It, here's the thing. I respect Saw's place within horror and what it did for horror. I respect Hostel and what it did for horror. I don't like it. Right. And I don't have to like it because it's not, it wasn't meant for me. The, there's a huge audience for Saw. There's a huge audience for Hostel. Well, they wouldn't keep making them if there wasn't. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not in that audience. There's right. a huge audience for Paranormal Activity. I think that's fucking garbage. But I also respect the fact that it has a place within horror. Mm-hmm. It's just not my particular taste. Right. I, yeah, no, for sure. Um, I think it's interesting that uh, paranormal activity has so many uh has so many installments so many. to the franchise it's not even that there was plenty of other found footage films that i think are way better yeah yeah i mean for me um is it wolf creek wolf creek's the best one uh vhs is a way better one VHS that's also on this list wreck is fantastic but i love Bob Goldthwait's Bigfoot one. I think it's called Wolf Creek. Mm, that one. Okay. Uh, no, no. Um, uh, I know. I know what you're talking about, and it's called. It is Creek something. Yeah. Uh, to date, it is has the one scene that made David Walker and I both so uncomfortable. We pulled our legs up on the seats of the Hollywood Theater, <laughs> looked at each other, and mouthed, "Fuck this." Um. I did find out later that Bob Goldthwait told the actors that they would be tormenting them in the tent. A, a lot of it is unscripted, but they they were prepared. He, uh, no, they knew the scene was going to happen. They didn't know it was going to happen that night. They thought they were filming a different scene. 
So Goldthwait wanted to really get authentic terror out of them. Um, they did know the scene was going to happen. They thought it was going to be like the next night or something. Willow Creek. Willow Creek. Willow I love Creek. that movie. It's good. And I like it because unlike most found footage, every edit is done in camera chronologically. That's always the hardest thing for me with found footage. Like some asshole cut this. If you're trying to present it as real, some jerk. You got you to gotta suspend some belief. I know. I know. Um, um, creep is another. That's That one's a lot newer. But Creep, I really like. Uh, and I think there's a Creep 2. There is. I haven't seen either one of those. Uh, I do want By to the Duplass them. brothers, who mm-hmm. I think are exactly the right people to have made that movie yeah. and be in it. Um, I just realized mine. What is yours? That everyone assumes I have seen because I actually love the genre and it's one of my favorite classic horror monsters. Mm-hmm. I have never seen an American werewolf in London. Really? That does surprise me. I know that every, is surprising. I know every clip. I know all about it. I have yeah. never from like start to finish have watched that movie. I mean, I hadn't until like it's been within the past five years that I yeah. finally watched and that movie. So, I mean, so much so that when I was in high school, I actually went as... The werewolf. The werewolf of London from the Warren Zevon song. Nice. My mom got me like a disco style suit and then we cut holes in it to have like hair coming out. And we bought a wolf mask that we then like moosed beyond belief so hair was slicked back. Um, she let me borrow her Trader Vic's cookbook and I walked around with a virgin pina colada at a party. Just And I had like, I kept in my pocket like a fake menu for a Chinese restaurant. I, yeah, no. I was the werewolf of London all night at this party. Wow. Never seen the movie. <laughs> I've also nice. never seen it, and I don't like that song. I, I don't I, know why. I just can't stand it. When I'm it. in the mood for it, I'm in the mood <laughs> for it. Um, it. It is a mediocre werewolf movie. Um, it's an average werewolf movie. I shouldn't say mediocre. It is an average werewolf movie the within the context of when it was made the special effects are the thing that made everyone go what the fuck did i just watch yeah because you feel like you are watching a human being transform into a wolf on camera because the special effects i mean they look like special effects but and at that time time, in 1981 And it's before the howling because the howling did that too. Well, so I can yes. appreciate that. It's the same deal as the thing, right? Like it's mm-hmm. you watch it now and you're like, okay, I can see the practical effects, but they're still good. Yeah, yeah. See, and I, I, that's going to get me to another qu- question that's important to this. The thing, John Carpenter's the thing, not mm-hmm. the original thing from the fifties, because that's the thing at the doorstep. It's good, but it's boring. the thing from another world. Is that what it's called? No, thing on the doorstep is H.P. Lovecraft. Um, the thing from the 1950s is the same thing. It's an Arctic station. There's a thing in the ice. They thaw it out right. and it goes around. Okay, but he's just more of an amorphous changeling, not yeah. not the or he's a he's a physical changeling. He looks like a person. He's not like what uh, Carpenter envisioned. Right. Um, that was the movie that made me go, "Oh, I love this." This is for me. Horror is for me. I want, I want, I don't want to know. It's not, oh God, this isn't happening. This isn't real. It's how'd they do that? Yeah. For me, it was because I've told the story, like I used to be scared. My mom got me the making of Thriller to show me it's fake, but that just made me love horror Mm -hmm. now that I knew that it was a thing. 
so the movie that made me go holy shit how did they do this mm-hmm. at a young age and i want to do it this seems weird the original nightmare on elm street oh good That's when a good one. nance is it nancy the blonde mm-hmm. the no. friend Nancy is the brunette. Nancy's, Nancy's the final girl. Yeah. Um, any, her friend. Right. When she's sleeping with the guy mm-hmm. and you see her getting slashed, but not in the dream world. You just see her getting slashed live. And then like, I had no idea they built the spinning room mm-hmm. and that they were dragging her. I'm like, how the fuck? But there's no cuts in that really. Not really. And I was like, like my mom was like disgusted at them. And the whole time, and like she's thinking that I'm like really into it, which I am, but I don't think for the reason she thought. The whole right. time I'm just like, how? How did they? And I was like 10. I'm watching mm-hmm. it on VHS. I'm like, how? How the hell did they do this? I don't remember a lot of my childhood, but like I really don't remember a time where I didn't watch horror films. Really? Yeah, yeah same with huh? me. All right. And even if it was like classic horror at first, you know, like the Universal. Right. Um, well, no, I, I mean, I would guess it was 70s and 80s horror films. Uh, I remember there was a time where my, my parents uh, had kind of split up for a while and my dad had his own place. And when we'd go hang out with them on the weekends, we'd go down to Blockbuster, load up on movies, and then we'd come back to his crappy studio apartment and watch scary movies on his futon while he did laundry. Um <laughs> And I was always all about the franchises. So Friday the 13th, Halloween, Leprechaun, Chucky, Child's Play. Um, right. We yeah. know. Um, which should come as no surprise because I'm, I'm like wait, that way about books. Like I love a series. Once I'm hooked on a certain set of characters and a certain world yeah. has been built for me, I'm like, yes, keep it coming. Right. Like, I'm, I like you. I know you. I'm, we're familiar. Just keep telling me these stories. Right. Would well, you want to take a quick little break? Yeah. And then we'll come back and keep going on this. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, cool. Uh, we shall be. This is a good time to take a break and talk about our sponsors. First up, of course, we have Guardian Games. Uh, <laughs> wow. 345 Southeast Taylor. Remember we were just talking about at the very beginning of the show where your brain goes, how does that number work? There it was. 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon. Uh, yeah, Guardian Games has all the kind of gaming you need. Um, doesn't matter what kind of your game you're into, Guardian Games is going to have it. Um, it's also fun, you know, sometimes creators go there and they play, you know, they play test their games. Um, which is probably also why Guardian Games has a very large selection of local creator games. Um, the one that I, it, it, when you see it, get it. It's kind of like a solo RPG thing, but there's a book there called 10,000 year old vampire. Um, it's weird to say that it's like this, it's an emotionally moving game. If, if you, if you give yourself into the, the diary and fill out the scenes as you're requested. Um, anyway, that's just one example of some of the local games that are at guardian games. Um, because that's a place that is more than just a store. Uh, you know, you don't want to just go and just, you know, give them the money. That's cool. But they want you to enjoy the community, the community that they have fostered. So check them out. Guardian Games, 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon. And when you're there, thank them for sponsoring Geek in the City Radio. Uh, like our newest sponsor here, um, Babble Buy. Uh, so, you know, 
you live in a city, I've lived here for almost 25 years, and there are still things that, that surprise me. There are still things where I'm like, when has that been there? Or how long has that been there when it comes to, you know, businesses or galleries or events or, or like, you know, anything that's going on like that? Well, that's where BabbleBuy can help you out. You can check out BabbleBuy.com and you'll see a link to download um, their mobile app. But they've got like a food truck guide. They have got a whole section on Portland Adventures. They kind of break it down by area. But the reason why we are teaming up with them right now is that they are putting out the Geek Guide, of which Geek in the City Radio uh, is a is a, is a member of. So yeah, you can find us on the Babble by app once the Geek Guide lasts launches. Gosh. So um, yeah, just check it out. Babblebuy.com. You don't have to pay for anything. His app is free. Works with businesses and whatnot. And uh, when you download it, you know, maybe send them a quick little contact and be like, hey, it's cool. Geek in a city radio, even though he doesn't remember to turn off his ringer during commercial spots. <laughs> Let's get back to the show. <laughs> Welcome back again. <sighs> so where do we leave off? What were we doing? Who am I? Why am I here? Where did we leave off? Where are my pants? So we've covered movies that uh, probably everyone has seen except for us. You, except or at least for you, that we think that, yeah. yeah, right, right, right. Um, what? Uh, and then you said you had another. Uh, yeah, one I did have one more. Like, even if it isn't on this list, what was your first horror movie? Could not tell you. Really? Well, I I just. I oh, just that's don't, right. There's, I don't, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah, remember yeah. a time I mean, where I didn't watch horror me, movies. For me, technically, it's probably Nosferatu. Mm. Okay. When I was a yeah kid in the in the the library reading series, like they found like a 16 millimeter projector, and that's how we watched. And it was like the edited one because it's a it's a feature length. Well, for a silent film, but that 16 millimeter projector could only do about 38 minutes. Sure. So it's a heavily edited one, you know. So. I think mine was the Incredible Melting Man. <laughs> yeah. It was this weird science fiction um, horror movie about an astronaut. The capsule had flown too close to something, cosmic rays. Basically, uh-huh. so when he got back, he was just gooey. <laughs> and he kept, but he was still alive. So it wasn't killing him. He just, and if he touched things, they would start gooing. Yeah. It was just, it was gooey. It was like, a gooey movie. Like Clayface 4. Yeah, kind of no, like that. 3. 4 is, never mind. Do you remember the first horror movie that scared you? Mm. Oh, jeez. Because I know I've talked about this before, but I don't know that I've ever heard yours or yours. Well, you guys go first and see if I can, I can drum something up. That's the thing. I don't, I'm trying to think... That like like scared and then like stuck with me for a while kind of thing. Like Poltergeist is mine. Like the, those are the like, um, uh, on the the hierarchy of movies for horror. It's like Melting Man is my first one. Poltergeist is the first movie that scared me. Mm-hmm. Um, the Thing is the movie that made me love horror, and Nightmare on Elm Street was the first movie that I watched with. A, a, a horror movie that I watched with a large group that I, my reaction was decidedly different than the rest of the rooms. Right. Where I laughed a lot. Right. It was hilarious. 
I loved it. Um, I should say I, I laughed because I loved the movie and not because I thought it was stupid. Right. <laughs> the first one that scared me that I saw was The Exorcist. Yeah, that um, that would do it. Yeah, you know, super. At the time, House was still very religious, you know, still, you know, in influence of Catholic dogma. Um, I saw it in the beginning of the Satanic Panic mm-hmm. in, in the mid-80s, at least for Susanville, the beginning of the Satanic Panic. Um, Mom, terrified of that movie. She To this day, she can't hear tubular bells without leaving the room. But um, it also scared you. Yeah, no, it, it yeah. It's the first one that made me, because I think I was like 10 when I saw it. So again, I was probably way too young to see The Exorcist. It was probably like, my grandparents had HBO, so I would stay over, and then I'd stay up really late to watch horror movies. God bless grandparents with HBO. Yeah, <laughs> no, it used to, yeah. It, it would infuriate my grandpa when he would find out that my abuela, she's like, he's fine. Just let him watch his stuff. And see, I, I think that uh, my family were early adopters to cable and uh, did not care a thing for... Um, you know, like uh, age ratings on films. Right. If they were watching a movie and uh, I was there, I was also watching that movie. Did like adult content, horror, violence. It, I don't think it ever really mattered. That's because they, they were following the guidelines of should be watched with parental supervision. Well, we're old. You're young. You're watching it with us. Everything is fine. I don't know that why that is my voice for your for your grandparents. Uh, no, 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 my my parent parents. What, why my I don't parents. know why that's oh, my voice just, for your parents. Why does Denise's mom talk about sound like she's about to hunt down Al Capone and squat? <laughs> that's more credits. Like that's that's more thought uh, process <laughs> than I am I am telling you was happening uh, or happened. Right. Uh, they, it, I, I, I just don't think it occurred to them. Like, oh, that's not appropriate for children. They just, this is what they wanted to watch, so this is what they're watching. All right. Some of that stuff wasn't appropriate for anybody. Right. <laughs> but The Exorcist was the first one I distinctly remember. Um, I would look under my bed at night to mm. make sure there was nothing there. Mm-hmm. Um, I would turn the light off and then sprint and, like, leap into my bed. Immediately pull the covers up. Because when I closed my eyes, I saw Reagan. Mm. Like possessed Reagan in my head. I there were times when I would go to like the bathroom in the middle of the night and I flipped on the mirror. I know he's pranking the mirror. Oh my god! At twelve with your parents and grandparents, holy shit! I I'm just in my head picturing Ronald Reagan. Oh yeah, no, Aaron, I'm coming to get you, Aaron. But like, (laughs) well, he we all learned he was the true monster. He was. But I would go fuck Ronald Reagan bathroom in the middle of the night it's 2 a.m i gotta go to the you know i turn on the light in the bathroom and that it wasn't when i turned it on is when i turned it off and sometimes you get like you start a certain color long enough you get the opposite color in your eyes yep so i would turn the light off and for a fraction of a second i was convinced pazuzu was looking at me through the fucking mirror yeah of course when they not the not the stone demon that flash Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep no, um, I, I know the I know the effect that you're talking about. Yeah, if something even like gently rattled the bed, like say a big semi went by outside, and my bed kind of went. I was like, "Oh no, this is it! This is it! Fucking Pazuzu is coming for me!" This is how it starts. So yeah, nice. Um, 
it still is an effective movie for me, but a big chunk of it is because of my relationship with it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Bex has a good one. Uh, it, but not like Pennywise specifically. The scene uh, where what's her face has to clean up, like the, all that blood comes bursting out of the bathroom sink, mm-hmm. and then she has to clean all of it because she doesn't want her dad to see, uh, because that felt like a thing that might really happen. That's always that's always a good one. Like the things that you're like, oh my god, I didn't I didn't know that was a thing that could happen. Yeah. What if it happens? Right. Well, that's true because for the longest time, I don't know what movie it was, but it stuck in my head. For the longest time, when again, it's it was always between when I was like nine and thirteen. This is when like movies really stuck with me, or I, I knew they were fake. I knew they were make believe, but there was part of my brain that was like, "But what if it was based on something that actually happened?" And I don't know what horror movie it was, but it involved blood spraying out of the shower head. So there was like a four year period between that age. I didn't close my eyes when I took a shower. I got really good at shampooing my hair and then leaning my head back so soap never got in my eyes because I would not close my eyes. Even to this day, every once in a while, that reptile part of my brain, when I close my eyes to like wash my face or whatever, the little reptile part of my brain is like, this is when you get stabbed. As soon as you open your eyes, shank right through the shower curtain into your gut. I, my brain's weird, y'all. It's just... Your brain is not weird. <laughs> you have intrusive thoughts. Yeah. Well, joy. Which can be... But yeah, it was a movie where diagnosed. blood came out of the shower head. Yeah. They can be diagnosed and medicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, so, what's on this list? That, is there anything in this list that has really spoken to you that we can kind of compile maybe like three or four movies to watch? I mean, do you want to go like one older classic one like 60, 70s eh, and one uh, so modern? I, 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 no, I really say what, what's speaking to you? Like what's the first one off the top of your head, Denise? Uh, first one off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, probably Nosferatu. Okay. Okay. Um, so, but, so here's the thing. I, I think I've narrowed it down to two ways that I'd like to do this. All right. Either in order chronologically, mm. i.e. oldest to newest, uh, because then you can kind of, you know, spend some time thinking about like the history of horror film and like the way X influences yeah. Y. And, and just filmmaking changed. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Or put all 104 movies in uh, on a piece of paper uh, on, on pieces of paper and draw them out of a hat and just go completely random. No, because we'll get. Soft. Oh, I hate that idea. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, no. I Sorry. hate that idea. I hate it so much. We'll um, end up drawing saw. Here's the thing. Uh, maybe, maybe I've I've misled you guys in some way. I intend to watch all 104 of these. Yeah, that's no, right. that's f- great. What I'm saying is. How can we join you on this journey for the month of October? Right. Because let's say we're realistically, we're only pulling off three for the show. Yeah. For sure. Like, um, and and I'll explain why that's going to be as I, I will do the best I can. Right. Right. Uh, right. You're going to be Shortly. mad busy. Also, awesome. some of these might be hard to get a hold of. And so there has to be a little bit of advanced planning because like, oh, turns out uh, if you'd like to watch, uh, you know, 
1986 to fly it's not streaming anywhere so how are you gonna but, get it but what does it say there's a link as an uh yes if try clicking on some of those links they okay they don't all work right i'm gonna click on the link that you just said the fly that was just a hypothetical example by the way the uh what's his name's fly the modern one yeah yes. yeah the, the uh, uh david cronenberg yeah. Uh, yeah, it just goes to a trailer from yeah mm. YouTube trailer. Yep. I think for some of the really old ones, uh, it takes you to YouTube and you can actually watch it on YouTube. That's yeah, because the, it doesn't belong to anybody anymore. So right. they can, it's like, meh. There's uh, also an app, I'll send it to you guys. I have it on my TV now. Mm-hmm. It's co- it's connected to the uh, library. So if you have a library card, you can access this app. Oh, that's right. Oh, nice. Um. Uh, for example, the Cabin of Dr. Caligari, uh, you click the YouTube and uh, the, the watch button and it takes you to YouTube, but it's this video unavailable. Uh, I am remembering now that one of the reasons I wanted Letterboxd is because, um, when it, A, it has this list on there, but also uh, it can it tells you where you can access anything. Oh, that's that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Not that we're doing, we're not doing an ad for Letterboxd, yeah. unless they'd like to pay us. If Letterboxd would like to pay us, well, we will to, gladly do that. They'd have like, to know us uh, and uh, hear this in order I for like, that to work. I like Bex's idea. Is there three or at least one that none of us have seen? Yeah. Uh, all right. I feel a spreadsheet coming on. I mean, and I know okay. it's we go back I'll, to older ones. I'll but. do a spreadsheet and then you can fill stuff like, in. Also, I don't know if we could watch it for the, I don't want to say a bit, but for the show. But Bean, I would love, oh, and anyone else really, but I would be curious how you see it. I would love to sit down and show you Hoxon. Hoxon? Uh, what year is that? 1922. It's this weird analysis of the roots of witchcraft mm-hmm. and how it became, how it got fucking weird in the 1890s. But it's also, it's, it's hard to explain how it was filmed. But I've got like the Criterion Blu-ray that has like has like four times the amount of, of like video about the movie than the actual movie. Um, but it's like it's it's good. Okay, it's weird. so that one is high on the list of like recommends essentially. Yeah, but maybe not for this. No. Yeah. No. I mean, maybe. Um. Okay. Here's. Let's let's do it this way. I'm going to. Uh, get the list and I'm going to draw them out of a hat and then I'm going to list them out in that order. And that way um, you guys can pick and choose from that, from, from that list as it's, as, as it gets built, if you guys would like to see uh, any of those. And then from those is what we can discuss. Okay. Okay. Does that, does that work? Does yeah. that sound like a plan? Sure. sure. Oh, or do I want to do it in order? Don't second get yourself. Don't, You've you, already set in. in. All right. All right. Um, I will say good for them for picking the most superior of the Abbott and Costello meat. Uh, yeah. Abbott and Costello meat Frankenstein is legit fun. It's so much fun. Oh, I saw that on there and I was like, Abbott and Costello did a horror? Uh, they did a bunch. That actually reinvigorated their career. They were on the outs and they started wow. doing these. Yeah, Good um, for them. there's an homage to them in uh, Universal's the the horrified Universal monsters. Mm. Like one of the um, mm. villagers is a duo of security guards that are that are Abbott and Costello. Yeah, yeah, neat. Clearly, yeah. Um, 
so when you said Nosferatu, did you mean uh, Max Shrek Nosferatu or um, Werner Herzog's Nosferatu? Yes. You meant both. Okay. I have I, both. Ideally, I would like to watch both. Yeah. Um, with with uh, Just like Kinski. with Suspiria, I'm like, okay, Suspiria is one of those like classic horror films that like everyone talks about. Don't watch a remake without having watched the original. Um, there are two on here that I will say that... One I've seen and I want to rewatch it. The other I have not seen. Um, not for the purposes of the podcast, but I would recommend that both of you watch it. And that is Kwaidan and Onibaba. I've seen those. I saw those on there. Uh, there's a Onibaba. couple other Japanese ones. Uh, Gojira is on here. And, Gojira and, is on there. And well, I I don't know that I would. I don't know. I feel like that like a like a, a monster movie is is different from a horror. Yes, but, but the reason I, I say Kaidan and Onibaba is they're more related to the game that we play. Yes, Onibaba is so much fun. I think there's a criterion of that one too. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm fascinated by the fact, and I just learned this not too long ago, that the Baba is Baba is uh, Japanese for witch or hag. Oh, just like uh, Eastern European. Uh huh. That unnerves me. I mean, when there are similar words for disconnected for the same thing from disconnected cultures. <laughs> I mean, it's a stretch, but there's also you know Bruja and Brujo, and then Baba, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they're not that disconnected. Japan to Russia. I mean, they're not really. They've been fucking with each other for a long time. True, but they're in the same neck of the woods, yes. to a degree. You know, and there's a lot of trade and and but inter. The, yeah, but there's there's all like there are similarities like that that can be found in all cultures in all mythologies. It's like and and you think that's you find that unsettling. Unsettling from the place of something culturally, there, something about witches spans cultures. It's also like... And gives it the same word. Although there are some varieties, every culture has a vampire that has about 80% in common with vampires of other cultures. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, the, the kappa is not really a... No. A vampire in the sense of European vampires. Right. Anything that you can ply with cucumbers. <laughs> uh, Firecat says that uh, Japan and Russia aren't that far apart and they have beef. Well, yeah. I mean, there was a time where everyone had beef with Japan. They just couldn't quit invading people. This is, you're not wrong. It. Yeah. Um, also, so was Sweden way back in the day. It's so funny to see Sweden as like this neutral pacifist country now. Because in the Middle Ages, they fucked with everyone. The, There's an entire epic Polish epic miniseries about every 30 years, here come the Swedes. We got to defend against them. Uh, oh, uh, he also says, uh, he's uh, talking about the Uncanny Valley and how like researchers suggest that there is an evolutionary reason that yeah. we are creeped out by things that look like us but not exactly not quite um uh, yes 
uh, Norm Skinwalkers. Yes, all of that. Um, mm-hmm. 100%. That is still... I, I subscribe to that that logic. That is the still that I don't want to say I fully believe, nor do I not believe. Um, there are very few, like, supernatural, air quotes, real things that I still think, like, maybe? And it's fucked? Mm-hmm. Like, I, everyone knows I believe in, like, ghosts and stuff to an extent, but I'm not creeped out by them. I am creeped out by, um, well, this is, becomes an extension of that. I was going to say like certain members of the Nawales, but that's, that's a skinwalker. Mm-hmm. Skinwalkers freak me out and gin freak me out. Mm-hmm. Those are the two like monster mythologies where I'm like, mm, no, no, I do not track with that shit. Mm-hmm. We learned that about you last year. Yeah, when we saw Jin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that movie messed with me. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that reminds me. So I couldn't th- I couldn't give you guys a, a movie that scared me as a kid mm-hmm. when I saw it. But I do know that uh, to this day, uh, Scary Stories, the books, mm-hmm. the art in those makes me really uncomfortable. It's very I, I still art. don't want to look at it. Like, I'll, like, I'll look at it briefly, but yeah. but that's it. Like, like I, I like the bulbous like, like, Turn the page. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's Have you seen the very movie? Unsettling. No, it's good. Uh, like it didn't do that well because I don't think they marketed it, and it came out during the pandemic. That never helped. Yeah, but it's it's really good. And, and but like, okay, so you're telling me like the most unsettling part of of the books is now a movie. They do their best to copy the artwork for the creatures. Yeah, I remember that from the trailers, and it made me uncomfortable. Yeah, the scarecrow <laughs> thing. Oh God, scary yeah. Harold. Oh God. Yeah. See, I don't know scary stories that to tell in the dark. Uh, I used to check it out from the school library. And they I, are yeah. The the scary stories are uh, like like the horror genre myriad in their styles. There are some that are funny. There are some that are like like a song or a rhyme, uh, and then there are some that are they start out really creepy, but then end out on kind of a pun, like the viper. Yeah. Uh, but there were other ones that were, in fact, qu- look at that cover. Look at that fucking bitch. She's so fucking gross and ugh, I don't, I don't like looking at it. Um, I, I was probably not probably. I was ten years out of the target demographic when those books came out. But I went and visited them when I was actually in my late teens, early twenties, because most of my friends were a little bit younger than me. Well, not most, a half. And like you, Bean, I had seen the art first, and I found the art very unsettling. I was like, wait, this was for kids? And then I read it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, these are fun. Uh, If I was eight, this would have fucked me up, like, a lot. Um, But I dig them. They're they're fun. They're totally fun. Mm -hmm. You know, I was never a Goosebumps or R.L. Stein, because, again, about 10 years out of that demographic. Uh, I remember watching Goosebumps... uh... No, not Goosebumps. The the campfire one. I don't know. Uh, I think it had a similar name, like Scary Stories to Tell. Maybe I'm not the campfire. Like that. Ever, yeah, uh, yeah the, the the foil was kids telling scary stories around a campfire, but then it was like an anthology of different horror stories. I remember watching those and thinking, eh, kind of cheesy. It, it was for kids, though. Are you afraid TV. of the dark? Was that it? Maybe. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Yeah, that's what it was. See, I think that was on cable. It so was I on never, Nickelodeon. Oh, then I never saw it. That's why. 
Again, didn't have cable. Yeah, so. that's the one. Yeah. I, I remember watching that, but never finding it actually scary. But them, but them books. Yeah. So. Uh, I the miss last? these. Oh. I, I miss these stories entirely. I think. If you have time. Oh, there he is. I think you might like them. They're yeah, they're clearly when like you read them, book. you're going to know like, oh, these are for a much younger audience. But I think you can still appreciate them. Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, what about the old woman listening to the radio? That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, have you both seen the last house on the left? No, no. have not. <gasps> I don't know anything about it. Man. Um, I know enough. It's fucked up that it it's been on my. I want to watch this, but I want to be cautious about when I watch it. You've got to be in a good headspace. It's rough. It's brutal. It's, I think it's Craven's first movie. There's a whole crop of horror movies from this era, 1972. There's a whole crop of these horror movies directed by people that either experienced Vietnam in person, like Tom Savini, that's why he said, that's why he's so good at effects, is because he was a Vietnam war photographer. Um, So that's in his brain. He's like, I know what it looks like when someone's blown in half kind of thing. Or you grew up watching that shit like live on TV. They didn't edit stuff very well when it was like, you know, like a, we're coming to you live from, you know, whatever. So there's a whole crop of directors from the early 70s that are a big reflection of what our society was going through and like just like the madness. That's Last House on the Left. It uh, opens with a very, not super graphic, well, yeah, no, a pretty I graphic just, assault. I just read the synopsis. And, yeah. uh, and you think, oh, this is the movie. This is horrible. No, that's not the movie. That's just the catalyst. That's the first 20 minutes. Mm. Yeah. And then the horror movie kicks in. Yeah. I feel like I saw something that was in that style not too long ago, but now I'm not going to think of what it's called. So I I feel the movie that I was talking about earlier, The, the Incredible Melting Man, mm-hmm. um, it was... I was taking that uh, to that by uh, my mom's second husband. Um, it was a poor choice on his part. I don't know why he was watching these movies. But it was a double feature because it was like this last half on the left style thriller horror, not horror, but thriller kind of road movie um, like that, that a lot of uh, like the devil's rejects feels that was an homage to that period of filmmaking. Yes, Um, which I still believe is Rob Zombie's best movie for me. Yes, The Devil's Rejects is his best movie. Yeah. Period. Yeah, it's mean. It's well shot. The, it's... All other, all of his other movies can be picked apart as to whether or not they're good, they're bad, they're other, whether you're they're your favorite or not. Sure. Objectively, The Devil's Rejects is a fantastic movie, and Rob Zombie's best movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I found... had I had hopes for Lords of Salem. Boy, was I bummed out. I yeah. really liked it. I did like it. I don't think I ended up trying to watch it. Uh, I think maybe because you were like, oh, yeah, it's going to be great. And then it wasn't. Well, you know. Um, Okay, so the movie that you reminded me of that's sort of in that style, it's called The Owners. It's British from uh, from 2020. uh, Starring Maisie Williams. 
uh, it's a couple of teens break into these like old rich people's house, thinking it's going to be a really easy uh, job. Mm-hmm. They're going to like mm-hmm. uh, like they maybe even, I think maybe they think even the the old people are out of town, uh, and then things do not go as planned, and uh, the bad guys are not who you think they are. Right. Uh, and then there's like even yet more like stuff that you do not expect that gets it's, revealed as the movie progresses. That's a rough genre to watch because it takes a very delicate, deft hand to pull it off. Yep. Um, like that's why it's a weird way to say this, but that is why I love, even though I only need to watch it maybe once or twice and I don't need to go back to it. 2017's Revenge, written and directed by uh, Coralie Faraji. Um, it's intense and it's exactly what it sounds like. Like this woman is invited with her boyfriend to go to a place on the desert. With yeah. Bunch- you've talked about this one. Uh, and it's unsettling, but it's never gazy. Yeah. Unlike the fucking, I spit on your grave, which is meant to be tantalizing to a fucked up sub era of humans. Mm. It, are you talking about the original one? or I've never any, seen the remakes. Yeah, I'm I, talking about the original one. I've never seen the original one largely for that reason. It's like, I don't know that I, I want to watch this. When's the original from? The 70s. 70s. I, I watched it when I was like, probably in my early 20s, because I was like, okay, like it's got this reputation, but maybe it's for the era. Like, it can't be that bad. And you get to the part and you're like, oh, no. This is a horrible scene, but the director is clearly trying to turn on a segment of the audience. Yeah, and I stop and I stop watching it. I'm like, all right, I'm out. I'll watch a revenge flick. But. That's that's an impressive uh, feat to pull off in the '70s because yeah, that was absolutely like the era of like male gaze. Oh no, exploit, the, he's saying that they didn't pull it off. They didn't. They, I don't think they it's did. very much it's male. Very gaze, male gazy. I'm talking about revenge. No, what it? I'm saying is that was an era oh, that okay. was very male gazy. So mm-hmm. for someone to go in knowing that to watch this movie from oh. that era and still be like put off and yeah. say like oh, that's too much is oh oh yeah like, wow uh, impressive yeah I, I, like, no. I don't mean that in a in a you know flattering way thanks to the director of the film right I. Don't- I do know that uh, there's a movie on here on the list that I am I will watch Hostel before I would watch this movie solely bit like it has not it's nothing against the movie it's directed by Roman Polanski and I'm not watching it I've seen it yep. before but I'll never revisit it yeah that's yeah. good good to I, know I just don't watch Roman Polanski movies no I just don't and I fucking love I fucking love Chinatown I'll never watch it again I just can't that's the one I can't separate. Maybe if he came back and did his time, I could evaluate my approach to his early films. But maybe can't right now. Yep. Fine yeah. by me. Well, we will skip that. Bye. One. There we go. <laughs> Boom. Already, already one well, crossed off the list. Before we wrap up, really quick though, I think Cable has some. Cool yes. News. Oh my gosh. So I just I I wanted to mention this. I mentioned this to you, the two of you after the air last week um some of you listeners know that i spent six years um terrifying portland 
You're making faces at her. What's going on? Uh, Homicide of Arco is saying that the actor who plays Jim on Our Flag Means Death is Ortega's. It is not the same actor. No. They are very different. Uh, you are confusing your uh, Latin people. Uh, the person who plays Jim on Our Flag Means Death is a uh, non-binary uh, Puerto Rican actor. And the woman who plays Ortegas is, uh, I believe, Colombian descent and is, to my knowledge, not non-binary. She is not. They both just like having mohawks for their personal hairstyle. Yeah. Mm. Sorry. It, that actress actually grows her hair back when she's not playing Ortegas. Yeah, no, I know. But she'll still style it that way sometimes. Yes, sometimes. Um, anyway. Uh, so if you knew that I, I was a, a, a haunter um, back in the day, I am returning to haunting Yay! this year. Um, I will be joining the cast of Scare Grounds PDX out at Oaks Park. Um, this season starts the first weekend of October. So if you need, I'm excited. If you need to find me, and I'm not a Guardian Games... I will be at Scaregrounds PDX Scaring every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, I will actually be running the coffin ride. Oh, wee! So if you if you specifically would like to be frightened by Cable, that Maybe. is where that's Maybe where I'll... I will be. Do you have a character picked out? I am currently workshopping a character. Because for those who ask, I can almost guarantee it would not be Manuel. It's never going to be Manuel. Right. That time um, is done. Manuel belongs to Fright Town, mm. and very specifically the museum. If um, it is a project that Dave Helfrey is involved in, mm. or I have his blessing, I will play Manuel. But I'm not playing Manuel for another haunt. Let's That's... just find a way to get money and buy the Pied Cow and just turn it into a permanent um, museum and just work with Dave. He can be like a silent partner. Oh, my God. I hadn't thought of that. That just popped in my head. Okay. What are we buying? Pied Cow, the hookah lounge on Belmont, the Victorian house. Off air, we'll talk about we'll it. We'll talk about it. Huh? Um, and I'll give you a preview later of what that character is. I'm 100% workshopping it. Like It's also not going to be your creepy, I ran around my apartment complex and Merrick took photos of me character. That, no, that. he doesn't say anything. Oh, that's right. You'll have to talk because you'll be... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That guy... No, he... That guy doesn't talk. I I still don't know what his name is. I know what he looks like. I know what his mo is. I don't know who he is. They call him the poker. Um, but the um, yeah the the guy working the uh, the coffin ride mm-hmm. definitely will be a talker. So cool. Well, I'm excited. I want to hit more haunts this year anyway. So well, even even go. if it's just me. I'm gonna go hit haunts. Stuff no, like that. It won't be just be you. Yeah, we'll see. There's plenty of you to go see haunts. Yeah. Mm. Well, maybe small this... groups is the key. I think. Yeah. So maybe next week we will. Well, not maybe. We'll talk about one of the movies. Yeah. That we're gonna figure, figure out. out. Yeah. Oh, sounds good. Uh, also, Bex. Moopsie. Moopsie. <laughs> She's making one. I think. <gasps> I saw her Instagram. Made, made one. Made one. And she said, still working on it. Yep. 
I need to see. All right. Well, with that, I am <laughs> Aron Dorian. I am Bianarita. And I am Cable Hajitani. And we will see everyone next week. Stay scared. Whoa. <laughs>